Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Not Defined by Endo with me, Teniola. I have been on a mission, a mission to find and amplify the voices of amazing people who have founded health-focused businesses, services, or not-for-profit organizations. These people are working really hard to make a positive difference in the lives of people battling different kinds of health issues or those just wanting to make better decisions regarding their health. Why am I doing this? Well, I'll tell you why. Living with illness is so difficult. Sometimes, no, most times, it consumes and overwhelms us. It takes over our lives until we feel like there is nothing left to enjoy. So I decided that this season of the podcast would focus on people doing something good for health. Many of these founders discovered strength from their own personal lives and stories and are making such a great impact. I wanted to speak to them, understand their motivations and get excited by what they have to offer. So join me on this journey and let's meet these inspirational people together. Today's episode is with Kelly, who founded BP3 Underwear in 2019. Kelly founded BP3 as a result of her issues with bladder incontinence as she entered menopause. We know that many young women with endometriosis, interstitial cystitis, and even those in postpartum also have bladder issues. And Kelly soon realized that all of these women could use her knickers, both for their periods and for leaks and incontinence. Kelly also has a fascinating story about her endometriosis and I really had so much fun getting to know her. So join me today as we get into this conversation and hear how Kelly founded BP3. Like I said before, thank you very much for coming on the show and speaking to me. I'm very excited to, I think it's exciting for me because I know a tiny bit of your story. <laughs> I know that you're one of the endo warriors. <laughs> so yeah, so I want to start with um, just talking about you and, you know, your journey with endometriosis. You can go as deep or as uh as you know <laughs> however you want to go um, no, no, I don't think I can go that deep because I really I didn't know that I had it for a really long time so um I feel like I don't know I I'm kind of like a, a basic endo warrior I suppose yeah, because I just fine. just well, dealt with it <laughs> we're all endo warriors but I'm just curious to see to hear about you know how it was for you even before I know you said you were diagnosed really late um yeah how was your journey even before diagnosis and how do you think uh, endometriosis affected your life okay so a little bit about me I'm 49 um I'm married and I've got six children but I only gave birth to two of them because uh, the other four are my foster daughters so um, my end, of, so I've literally always suffered with really heavy periods, but you know how it is. You just kind of just got on with it and just dealt with it and didn't really understand what was going on, but always had, you know, terrible t- tummy pains and whatnot. Um, I think what what's kind of how it came alive that I had endometriosis was the fact that um, I was getting really bad pains uh, in kind of, I suppose, my uterus. And I 
was finding sex was really painful that I think that was probably the main reason I went to the doctor was because I was getting a lot of pelvic pain um, especially when I had sex so um, we ended up we were, we were really lucky um, I ended up my husband had private health care and we were able to go um, to see somebody very quickly and um, I had is it, is it a laparoscopy? I can't yes, remember. Laparoscopy. How rubbish yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> and it transpired that I had endometriosis. But I suppose leading up to that, I had really, really bad pains at the top of my thighs. So when I when I had a period, which I literally was bleeding most of the time, mm. um, I the the pain at the top of my legs. I was I was struggling to even walk. So um, having had children, it was almost like when I was when I was having my period um it was like I was having contractions for about a week that's how how painful it was wow. at the top of my legs um so obviously I went to see the the, the gynecologist and it, I had the laparoscopy and they said basically um I've got endometriosis so I had uh, an operation I had the it was lasered I had a couple of fibroids as well um and then they decided I was still bleeding really heavily for most of the month. So then they decided to, that I needed to go, I needed to use the marina coil because they thought that that would stop my periods. And I had the marina coil in for nine months and I bled every single day with the marina coil. Um, and it just got to the stage, I just said, I just, I can't do this anymore. And my gyno just said, I think we need to give you a hysterectomy, which I was happy, it, I was really happy to do that. Um, and since then, touch wood I mean they left my ovaries in because okay. they, didn't, they didn't want me to go into early menopause um I started having perimenopausal symptoms within the year um but my mum my started the menopause in her early 40s so I was in my early 40s when I had my hysterectomy okay. um and yeah so then I've kind of been perimenopausal I suppose I think because obviously I haven't had periods for a long time I suppose I am menopausal I don't know I get really confused yeah um, whether I'm because they say that you're perimenopausal until you haven't had a period for a year yeah but obviously I had a hysterectomy so it's kind of induced my my uh, menopause mm. so I'm not sure whether I'm menopausal or, or perimenopausal <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm menopausal by now um so yeah but I mean since then I've had really bad pains again um in my kind of uterus, I haven't got a uterus anymore, in my ovaries area, but I've, I've had, I did have, um, I've had another kind of scan and whatnot, and there's, there's nothing there for me to worry about. So I don't, I don't know what that is, but I don't, they, they didn't really delve, I didn't have a laparoscopy, yeah. so I didn't really delve into if it could be endometriosis again. So I'm just kind of, you know, getting on with it at the moment. It's not as bad as it was mm -hmm. all those years ago. So yeah, so I've literally, that's my story. <laughs> Not really so interesting. it's quite interesting. Um, I have a few things to ask about. First of all, did you get any medication? Well, so when they took up, when you had the hysterectomy, did they give you any like add back or did they give you any medication? No, nothing at all. No, I literally had my hysterectomy. I had about, I think I was in hospital for about three days until I went to the toilet and then they let me go home. Um, I could have quite happily stayed there a bit longer because obviously I get home and I've got six kids to, and a husband to contend with. So I was trying to hold that off as long as I could. <laughs> um, but no, I literally came home and 
just rested for as long as I could. And that was it. No medication, no nothing. No. Wow. Okay. First of all, I feel like you are one of the lucky ones in a very strange way. And that's because, like you said, your um, husband had private care. You were able to see someone and somehow they were able to diagnose you pretty quickly. Many people don't get that kind of um, quick diagnosis and they spent years going in and out of, um, you know, GPs and nothing. There's even no... Uh, no one says anything like maybe it could be endometriosis like it's not even on the table um, until you're all really bad like for me for example I was really really bad like I was my pain crept out of my um, period so it stopped being just period pains it was pain during urination pain during bowel movement just pain day in day out and that's when I said something had to be done so um, but saying that you were obviously you had to do a hysterectomy, but once again, it's it's not a cure. No, no, endometriosis. No, I totally agree with you. We we were so lucky that he had that cover because I think I mean I'd suffered for years and years with with pain, you know, in in that area. But yeah. um, I think as a woman, and I'm quite um, quite headstrong, I suppose, and mm-hmm. I suppose. I, I like to say that I don't make a fuss. Probably my husband would say that I, that's a lie. But I just kind of just got on with it because life takes over. And, yeah. you know, I had a family and whatnot. So that was really that time I went to the doctors was the first time that I'd gone with with that particular ailment. And um, he is a, a guy, a man doctor. He's amazing. He was so good. Um, and he's been there. He was there throughout all of the problems, the major problems I, I've had. Um and again, just really lucky that my husband had private cover because I really don't think that it would have been dealt with as quickly as it was. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And now that you um, still, are, well, I guess you felt better, but now you said you have some pain. Do you yeah. think that is something you would pursue and just see if there's anything? I know they've said, you know, there's nothing to be worried about, but... Yeah, well, this particular pain felt like it was in the same area, um, but I had blood test done I had a a scan done um and I had to do stool samples and then it turned out that um there was blood found in my stools so this was obviously something different um I've had polyps removed as well so I I tend to have a lot of problems down in those (laughs) so lucky yeah you know I'm so used to getting my bottom and bits out for everybody else now um so they actually put me on the two week wait um is it the two week wait list so they kind of it was like basically it was for cancer so this was just a couple of months ago but thankfully the level the the levels were really really low um for why they were bringing me in to put me on that wait list and there was there was nothing there it was clear again so it's really strange so you know again I'm really lucky if that so far there's been kind of issues but I've been rushed in really quickly and that was on the NHS sadly my husband doesn't work at that yeah. nice job well, we don't get private cover oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know god gutted um but, you know that was on the NHS and they were absolutely amazing and thank god touch wood there there wasn't anything wrong so okay um that particular pain I think was connected to my bottom this time right. so yeah I don't wow. but yeah okay Wow. <laughs> that's a whole another story for well, another episode. I know well I wish you all the best and I hope that everything goes well <laughs> very strange <laughs> 
Um, to be fair, the endometriosis is also linked, like I said, um, pain with bowel movement, sometimes bloody yes. stools, and it could just be that it's deep infiltrating endometriosis. So for those listening, you know, this is when endometriosis goes like, I, I think around five centimeters. I'm not sure if I'm saying it's centimeters or millimeters. I hope I'm saying the right <laughs> thing, but into the organ, like, you know, the bowels or, you know, the colon or things like that. So yeah, um, yeah just for anyone who wants to know. But thank you so much for sharing your story i know that's not what we're talking about today but i think it's been so good to when you said oh my you had endometriosis and i have endometriosis you know when you feel like you found your kindred sister like oh my god me too i feel like so basic now you know reading obviously looking at your website and learning more about everything i feel like i'm just so naive about it i just kind of you know, it happened and I dealt with it. And, and the more you read about it, the, and the more that I see how women suffer, mm. you know, I just think, God, I was actually really lucky yeah. to, to have had it de- dealt with as quickly yeah. and as smooth as it was. And, you know, I'm older, I'm, I'd had my children. I was really yeah. lucky that to, to have a hysterectomy was like, oh God, amazing. You know, just not to have to bleed anymore was just the dream, really. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those years of literally bleeding every single day. So, yeah, yeah. nine months of bleeding, you'd have had enough, and you'd have said, you know what, just take it, take it. Yeah, out. That's, it literally was like that. It's like <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. I knew I wasn't having any more children. You know, having six, I think, is enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was it. Okay. So let's talk about BP3 underwear. I'm so excited to talk about that as well. <laughs> We've talked about my bottom. Let's talk about my knickers now. Let's talk about your knickers now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to ruin okay. the day you found me. <laughs> oh, right. So my knickers. Um, so I actually designed my knickers. They are knickers for bladder leaks and for periods and um, basically I've suffered with stress and urge incontinence probably since uh, the day I had my oldest son who's now 20 um, wow. I yeah it's uh, I mean I'm not I don't I don't follow I've not got full-on incontinence you know I don't wet myself every day um, but I tend to find if I'm exercising or um, kind of walking around or if I laugh too loud or sneeze you know little bit of wee will slip out so um basically, basically I was playing hockey and um felt really uncomfortable and I knew that I needed some extra support in my knickers I didn't want to use traditional sanitary products because I hadn't used any of those for years when I was having my periods I was using a menstrual cup um I feel like I was a pioneer for the menstrual cup because I literally yeah. Yeah, like years and so I had my hysterectomy in 2013 and I'd been using a cup for a good few years before that thank god as well because how much I was bleeding you know to keep using those sanitary products which would have been awful there were knickers there were washable knickers out on the market but I thought I don't want to wear those ones they're really kind of bulky and I like I used to wear fongs at the time I can't wear them anymore (laughs) (laughs) but I wanted something that was really discreet so I thought I'm going to design my own pair of knickers so take it look remembering that I've been a foster carer for 16 years and um, been raising children for 20 years and had no experience in anything like that it was a really long journey and I was going through the menopause so I was very up and down on you know feeling confident and whether I could do things not just setting up my own business just dealing with life really um but I managed to set it all up and I 
ordered I had a tech pack made up and ended up finding a really great factory and I ordered 4,000 pairs of knickers um wow I know I don't know again I didn't know what I was doing I was very naive <laughs> I think I just kind of float through life and just, <laughs> maybe that's the best way you know <laughs> yeah just, just be naive about everything yeah so I this is basically where BP3 came from my knickers are they're really lovely then the outer layer is made of um it's 75% nylon and 25% elastane so they're really kind of silky soft knickers obviously the gusset the top layer of the gusset is made of cotton because that's the best thing for you to be sitting in all day um, but underneath that layer is a really absorbent layer uh, it's actually it's it's polyester but it's okay. it's almost like toweling um, and it really absorbs any kind of moisture that that hits it and then underneath underneath that is a waterproof layer so it's very very basic there's no chemicals involved in it um, there's no gel um the gusset is really discreet sits up your, kind of underneath your bottom and then there's a scalloped edge so you can wear these particular knickers underneath the tightest of gym leggings and and they won't be seen they're just for light leaks although we do we do actually have knickers so we've we've designed a new pair where the gusset goes all the way up to the waistband and, and they're better for heavy heavier periods or heavier leakage um but really the sporty version because they're so discreet only hold up to about 10 mils of fluid or of periods so um that's what i did and for the past two years it's just gone kind of a bit mad <laughs> um selling knickers to women who are exercising who have gone back to exercising after having children with lots of runners um who wear the knickers um I've got such a huge market from literally girls who have just started their periods so my girls wear the knickers for their periods wow. up to 80 year old women who wear them for their incontinence I do have quite a few ladies who wear them who suffer with endometriosis as well they're so comfortable it's they've been described as um a cushion for your vagina <laughs> <laughs> and I really wish I could use that as a tagline but yeah a cushion for your vagina which I thought was lovely um I mean I get some amazing feedback from people and it's some people are really honest <laughs> with their reviews that they put on the website which is fab and it's great that people are talking about it because you know incontinent incontinence just conjures up such a it's a horrible word isn't it it just reminds me of old ladies smelling of we you know yep. sitting in an armchair and and we're not all like that actually some of us are still vibrant and I know want to feel feminine and you know still want to live our life to the full so um yeah I need to make up a new word for incontinence we kind of try and call it bladder leaks but still that I don't know it's, it's uncomfortable isn't it really yeah. uncomfortable it makes you feel yeah I know what you mean by making you feel like some old 90 year old yeah but the truth is we always feel shame we feel a lot of shame even with endometriosis with bladder leaks or incontinence or whatever you want to call them but many of us are going through it mm -hmm. and we because we feel shame we don't talk about it but we shouldn't like i mean it's it's it happens and you know yeah. you, you have solutions for it when you can talk about the problem then we can talk about okay what's the potential solution so Absolutely. don't yeah. worry but i like the cushion for your vagina <laughs> 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 i think it's what we're trying to do you know we 
obviously we've designed these knickers with women like us in mind I say we yeah. I I designed these knickers with women like me in mind yeah. um, but it, we I don't want to just kind of say to everybody it's normal leaks are normal because they're not they're not normal but it doesn't mean to say you're not normal but yeah isn't normal and I've been pulled up by people before saying you're um you're trying to promote that incontinence is not you know it's, it's a normal thing and it's like that's not what we're doing at all if you can look at our, our Instagram you know our website I I I try to promote good health for everybody mm. so you know we we let everybody know about menstrual cups because not I don't want somebody to wear period knickers if they if they're not comfortable with that but that, mm. try the menstrual cup you know we talk to Pelviva um they do they've got this little thing like a kegel that you you put inside to strengthen your kegel your um pelvic floor muscles so you know we, we tell everybody about that we've got women's health physios that we work with um you know trying to help women to strengthen their pelvic floor it's for me it's not about oh i want to sell as many knickers as i can i want to help people and i want people to know that they're not actually alone yeah um, you know i've gone through this i'm still going through this but I still want to live my life. And these knickers you can wear as a compliment to, you know, other sanitary products. Um, if they just give you a little bit of confidence to go out and do a run and start exercising, then then my job's done, you know? Yeah. That's, I just want, it's, I say empowering women, you know, a pair of knickers isn't going to empower a woman, but if it gives her the confidence to just crack on, then that's that's what I want to do. So, Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about, you know, what you do that you're not just trying to promote your product. Yeah, you know, you have you talk to um, physios, you, um, you know, you tell people about menstrual cups, because I realized that women's health is so multidimensional, if that's the right way, like we have, we need like integrative approaches where we try different things and no one is saying my way or the highway. Um, you know, if nutrition is going to help you, for example, endometriosis, nutrition helps a lot of people, you know, yoga helps on people obviously yeah. it doesn't take away the fact that if you need surgery you need to have surgery but you know just bringing all of these elements together and like you said empowering women in those little ways because I mean if honestly I realized that lately I've also been having those little leaks when you sneeze or cough or you know yeah or when yeah. you're really um you want to quickly go to the to oh know. my god do you find as well i find when i'm coming to that i come to the house i don't need to go to the toilet i've been out i get to the house all of a sudden what, yeah. do I... <laughs> oh my god where has that come from and i have to stand like at the doorstep i can't put the key in the door i can't move i have to really hold everything in literally for a couple of minutes and my girls are like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing I'm like just give me a minute give me a minute and they laugh now you know if we've got to go out and get a bus or a tram they go the bus is coming and they go oh mum can't run because she'll wet herself and it's like thanks girls you know I don't always wet myself but yeah <laughs> the worst isn't it absolutely it is the, worst. the worst it is the worst so yeah I think that would you know your the knickers if that helps someone just to feel a little bit better then that's yeah, great. Yeah. I wanted to ask about the um so I know you said you also do period knickers apart from the incontinence ones are they different products or no they're actually they... they're exactly the same the technology is, is exactly the same the, the top layer is is moisture wicking so it pulls moisture away whether that's blood discharge mm -hmm. um urine uh, sweat as well so um 
they're actually the same knickers. Okay. And you said that um, at the moment, obviously, it's, it doesn't allow for, for those that have heavy periods, um, mm. they probably need, you know, their normal period um, pads or whatever. Or how yeah. does it work for those like me who have yeah. really heavy oh, periods? So, um, so probably four pairs of our knickers we've got six different styles four pairs of our knickers are really for light to medium leaks so it really does depend on your flow and how you would feel comfortable we've got two pairs of knickers um where the gusset goes all the way up to the back of the waistband so they're not as discreet as our other knickers and they can hold so we've we've had them tested in um in a, in a in a lab in a science lab um and they can hold up to 36 mil but i advertise them as holding up to 20 mil because i know if there was like 36 mil in there it would be so so uncomfortable and you would yeah. you wouldn't, you'd feel damp so um they can hold up to that much but for comfort we say you know 20 mil which they say is about three to four tampons worth okay um but i've got ladies um a really good friend of mine who who suffers with endo and um she wears she wears them in bed and she said she's never had any leaks with them at all and she's got horrendous periods but again it's how you feel comfortable you know you might want to test them out um give them a go maybe you know if you're trying them overnight change them in the middle of the night you kind of you'd need to know your flow you would need to know your flow but that that they have been tested to hold that much so I feel confident I used to really worry I I always feel like I'd rather undersell them than oversell them because you're not going to disappoint hopefully you're not going to disappoint so many people you know we've had people that haven't been happy with how much they've held and they've said that they've leaked but you know we've we've tried to be really honest and undersell them so people aren't disappointed, yeah. but the, I mean, the majority of people love them. So, you know, you can only, I don't think we're ever going to please everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. you said also that you, um, there are no, you know, chemicals, because one of the things I think is quite important to, you know, a lot of women, but more so women with endometriosis is they try to reduce their chemical load yeah. or yeah, estrogen load because endometriosis is already an estrogen dominant condition so um you mentioned earlier i think you briefly said that it has no chemicals but i just want yeah. to go through they're literally just you know that the fabrics that they're 95 percent cotton the, the gusset um and five percent elastin and it's just literally cotton there's there's no nasty chemicals in anikas at all so yeah that's good. great to hear so this one is like i'm trying to dig into your brain and understand you know the genius in there <laughs> how- <laughs> yeah, okay, there's no genius <laughs> i just don't know how this has even happened honestly <laughs> yeah that's my question because it's i feel like a lot of people probably want to solve women's health issues as well but like how do you start what do you you know what if how do you do it so my question now is how did you know what solution like how the um how to provide that solution how to create and design that product those sneakers that would work did you have a lot of trial and error yeah, you know, yeah. how did it work <laughs> Honestly, I don't I still look back and think how did I do that because I've been at home with the kids for like 20 years and I honestly think my confidence levels were so so low I, I could convince myself daily on a daily basis I can't do thing I can't do anything I can't do that I can't do that but going through the menopause 
I don't know, I think I must have come through the other side of it. And I just, I started work actually as well um, up in London and I had a really fantastic MD and we had to go, we went out for lunch one day to talk about my, you know, how I've been getting on. And she said, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, actually, you know, well, I had this idea a couple of years ago and my husband kept saying, you've got to do this. It's such a good idea. You've got to do it. Um, and she said to me, you know, do it. Why are you not doing it? And I said, oh, I don't know. I've got this money saved and I probably could do it. But we, me and my husband want to buy a camper van. So when all the kids have left home, we're going to go camp, you know, we're going to go, <laughs> go camping. And she was like, you can buy 20 camper vans once you've gone global with this business. She said, this is an amazing idea. And I sat there and I thought, do you know what? What have I got to lose? Oh, it was, and it was hard finding it. it I went on, I did my I trip. I went on a different couple of different courses to learn about fashion and stuff like that and finding out that the basics of how you'd even start to do it. So it was I had to find somebody um, to help me with my technical pack. I was looking up materials, which were the most absorbent materials. Um, you know, what what can I use for this particular um, gusset and what would be the best material for that it was it, lots of little things bits and pieces I honestly think I've winged a lot of it and I lucked out with the factory that I found because the technology is out there already it was the technology was already out there it was basically me coming up with my design so I, I knew exactly what I wanted what would work for me and I knew that I wasn't the only person in this position you know once I'd made my first pair of knickers, I actually made a pair of knickers first to test them out. Yeah. Um, and then my my friends at hockey, because I play hockey, um, were like, oh, because we used to laugh and joke, oh, we've got to go to the toilet before the game about three times. And then at halftime, we'd have to run off to the toilet again. And then when the game ended, we were like over in the toilet. Um, so I wore these knickers and I was like, going to everyone, I've made a pair of knickers. And they were like, that's a really good idea. So we talked about it and they were like, I want a pair of your knickers. They used to call them my pissy pants. I'm sorry, I can't swear. <laughs> um, so then that's when I thought, you know, this is actually a really good idea and other people need these. And and I just went for it but it was I do look back and think I can't believe I did it I can't actually believe that I stepped completely out of my comfort zone and have produced something that actually lots of women really like and they're they're using and you know it is changing some people's lives I mean I do get feedback I get I cry some of the feedback I get people send me emails saying these have actually changed my life wow. you don't realize I know I mean how like you can't get any better than that can you yeah you cannot get any better than that that you've actually helped somebody and given them the confidence to kind of crack on so yeah I don't know if that's the right answer to your question oh, but <laughs> oh my goodness no it's really like I feel encouraged and motivated. first of all I'm so happy that you went for it because like you said people are thanking you and um, people have found it useful and you've helped people you know gain their confidence that's amazing and the mm -hmm. fact that you know you like you said you didn't know anything almost like yeah. you didn't know what you were doing but then you put your efforts in and I guess to anyone listening you know impossible is nothing is yeah. that's all we just you know what I was listening to I've been on a walk with my husband this morning and I was listening to a really good podcast and what I bet I can't remember what the saying was now but she said you're not built with resilience you um you have to you have to learn resilience 
so you you don't you're not yeah you don't, you're not built with resilience you have to learn resilience and I thought you know what that's so true because yeah. you can go through life saying oh no I can't do that I can't do that but if you're not willing to push yourself out there put yourself out there and try something you will never be resilient yeah. so it, you know I do think it's really good to push yourself out of your comfort zone um but I always felt like there were times when I could and I think it's the same now there are certain times of the month where I feel really strong and I can cope with anything and you can throw anything at me and I can deal with it and there are other times in the month where I just don't want to get out of bed because I just can't deal with it at all and that's human nature isn't it you know to feel that way but you just need to remind yourself that actually you've come this far and and you can do it you know but if you don't feel like doing it don't get out of bed and don't do it. But the next day you're going to feel better and you can get on with it again. So yeah. I don't know. That's just out of nonsense, but. <laughs> that's amazing. It reminds me of something I read. I think it was a quote somewhere that when you are tired, learn to rest, not quit. So it's yeah. okay to, yes. you know, there are days that you don't feel, just feel up to it, especially if you're living with a chronic illness, to be honest, you sometimes you're just overwhelmed and you're like, is this ever going to end? And can I do something outside of this? And this is, to be honest, I wanted to, this conversation, I wanted people to know about amazing products out there or amazing services out there for women, especially something that would be useful for endometriosis, women with endometriosis. And you know, many of them have weak bladders. I mean, like we, many of us, regardless of whether you have endometriosis or not, but yeah. <laughs> those with endometriosis, especially they have bladder endometriosis. So that's why I was really excited to, to, to talk to you about this. But apart from that, I think just getting people to see that you can actually do something with your, you can have a purpose which can be bo- born out of pain. Like yeah. yours, for example, it was born out of something that you were experiencing and you were able to solve your problem and solve the problem of like thousands and thousands of other women so yeah yeah oh thank you thank you I don't feel like I am I just um I obviously haven't solved my problem I've still got my problem but I've made I'm making my life easier yeah I'm not worried about being in the gym and then there's a big wet patch you know Mm -hmm. the shame that comes with that I know I feel confident going out and you know I'm not going to be damp (laughs) holding it all in so yes. that's so sweet of you to say thank you and oh. I think you're, you're doing an amazing job you know I, lo- I, I also, we obviously just found each other recently but yeah. your um your Instagram is just it's, it's amazing and I wish that there was something like that around when I was oh. suffering and didn't know what was wrong and just putting up with it so yeah hats off to you as well you're thank awesome you. thank you so much <laughs> no I, I'm emotional <laughs> I sit here crying now. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me one last question, which is funny because I thought my last question would be, you know, tell what you have to say to people listening today. But you've said all the nice, encouraging, and uplifting <laughs> things. So now my last question has to be: What's the meaning of BP three? Am I allowed to swear again? Because this is <laughs> basically so it's the letters B and P, and then the number three, isn't it? I just and I couldn't think of a name when I first started, and my friends were like, "What about this? And what about that?" And I'm rubbish at things like this. So, um, someone said to me, "You know, you just want to be, you just want to be P free." And I thought, "Oh my God, be P free or be oh. free or be period free." So that's where it comes from. Be P free. Oh my God! Nobody ever gets it, but when you get it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that yeah. makes so much sense. Be free. Oh. <laughs> It's ridiculous, isn't oh it? I know. Goodness. I feel so stupid having to explain it. I think I should no. have just gone with my name, Kelly's underwear, <laughs> Kelly's knickers. But do you know what? I love it now. It, it's it's I, like I absolutely love it. I love it. I think it's it's what's interesting is that when you say BP free, right? You don't think about it. You just think it's an acronym for something, and it's there's nothing written under like a tagline. But when you get it, you're like, oh my god, that's so obvious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think we. Um, it's a little bit tongue in cheek, I suppose. Yes, I, I, I think like I, humor gets me through most days, so I think humor is very important in life. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad you get it now. You like it. <laughs> I do. And actually, that was a great last question. Now thinking about it, <laughs> that was an awesome way to wrap it up. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Oh, I really enjoyed it. That's so good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed getting to know Kelly as much as I did. To try out her period knickers, please go on www.bp3underwear.com and shop the different options they have available. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to know. Reach out on Instagram and Facebook. You can also join our community on Health Unlocked and ask any questions or share your stories. Any links will be available in the show notes. Don't forget to share, rate and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have any questions to ask or topics you'd like me to discuss, feel free to shoot me an email on info at notdefinedbyendo.com. I'd love to hear from you all. Till next time, remember, you are not defined by endo.